This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. Fantastic show for you here this evening. Usually have some witty thing I say there. Not witty, just some bullshit I say. Didn't have anything today. I didn't even think about it. Sorry, my apologies. (laughs) Almost like I wasn't prepared to do this show. That's not true. No, no, no. We got lots of stuff prepared for you tonight. We're going to talk about 9-11. We're going to listen to Bush's speech. Apparently, he took some shots at Trump. I haven't heard it yet. We're going to listen to it probably in its entirety. It's only about seven or eight minutes. California gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder attacked by a woman in a gorilla mask. We're going to dive into that one, plus looking at what the polls show coming up on the recall election going on until Tuesday. Voting currently underway. An entire police department, an entire police department has resigned. Resigned. The entire fucking police department. I don't think it was... The vaccine mandate. I don't think that's why they quit. I don't know the whole story, but we're going to get into that. A whole fucking police department resigned. The chief and everything. We're going to talk about the trans fighter that has made right-wingers' heads explode this weekend. How OnlyFans hurt sex workers, even though they reversed their policy. They totally hurt sex workers. Oh my god. Sir, ivermectin is not an effective treatment for COVID-19. It is a a widely used horse dewormer. Yes, it can be used in humans, and it is used as an anti-parasitic in humans. Right-wingers are fucking morons. Do not take horse paste. Jesus Christ. How perhaps Rachel Maddow is right. I would have no fucking clue. I don't I don't watch cable news. Hey Aaron, why don't you uh give us a call? 917-830-4359 or hop in the Discord. Since you you've got so much you want to say to me. Rolling Stone admitted they were wrong. What the fuck does that... (laughs) Right-wingers are so goddamn dumb. Even Rolling Stone admitted they were wrong. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about the story where... First of all, why do I need to defend Rolling Stone? What does that have anything to do with goddamn anything? But you're talking about the story where they quoted a doctor who is a doctor... Apparently, he's affiliated with some group that contracts out to the hospital. The hospital issued a correction and said that he does not work with the hospital and talked about the patients that they had treated. And Rolling Stone ran a correction or an addendum or whatever the fuck they called it. I even covered that story last week because I like to be factual. I don't just spew fucking bullshit like an idiot. 
So, Aaron, are you going to talk to us? It seems like you've had so much to say. This dude has been swinging from my balls for like months now. Are you going to give us a call? Are you going to hop in the Discord? You've got a lot to say, and I would like to hear from you, sir. Well, I don't want I don't I don't give a fuck about Rachel Maddow or Rolling Stone or any of the other bullshit right wingers get hung up on. Well, Aaron, if not, I'm going to read the news. That's what we do here. I like to argue with dumb fucks. And that takes top priority. If a dumb fuck wants to argue with me, I want to have that argument. But until then, I read the news. So if you don't want to put your money where your mouth is and hop into the Discord, give me a call. We're going to read the news. Well... I still want to know how a story by Rolling Stone makes me a loser. (laughs) I'm very interested in what you have to say. Not going to take the bait. I'm sure you're sitting in a pickup truck somewhere looking exactly like one of these fucks. Ooh, I had a fun encounter earlier today i'll show you the memes that got made from it i was making fun of this dude i I still don't understand what the fuck his point was but i was making fun of him and uh like i called him a vape shop cashier and he's like no 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 i'm the assistant manager at the uh at the at the vape shop so i made this meme of him I don't care about your article. Don't like you're not allowed to post links in the comments anyway, so I don't give a shit about your article. I want you to debate me because you have a hard on for me. I would like to and you don't even have to debate me, just let me ask you questions. Oh, so you're just a stupid cashier too. At a stupid vape shop. Acting like you know fucking something. My Sundays are hopping. They'll get here. I just came on. What the fuck are you talking about? Why? If you hate me so much, why do you have notifications turned on? You're also not the only one watching. Somebody on Twitch is watching. Dude, I I don't fucking care. Ivermectin has not been proven to do shit. If it was if it was listed as a potential treatment fucking last year or something, that has zero relevance to the fact that it has been shown to do fucking nothing for COVID-19. And anyone talking about ivermectin is a dumb fuck of the highest order.
People will be watching. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Why are you so concerned with how many people are watching me? Which is hilarious. Seeing as I have actual subscribers. You can, you know, all those videos that you comment on? First of all, you can click on them and you can see the people commenting on the side and you can see that most of the views don't come from YouTube. You got a fucking hard on for me, dude. If you have this sort of passion to try to ride my ass all the time, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Give me a fucking call. You own a hardware store. Big fucking deal, dude. What's the headline of the article? Type that in your type that in the chat. I'll pull up the article. Let's do let's do this. Let's look at how fucking stupid you are. This article is not going to say fucking anything. No, type the headline of the article in the in the chat. I want to look it up. I want to prove that you were a fucking moron. It's an NIH article. You own a fucking hardware store. How about when we need advice on hardware, we'll come to you. No, 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 no. I absolutely want citations. I'm telling you that this NIH article, I already know what the fuck it says. It doesn't say what you think it says. It doesn't prove anything. All medical research shows that ivermectin is not effective as a treatment for COVID-19. Period. No, no, no. I told you. Post the fucking... Post the post the fucking headline of the article you're talking about. Go on. Post the headline. I'll Google it. We'll find the exact article you're talking about. Let's see it. Let's see it, dude. Come on. Post the fucking headline of the article. I don't want to I don't want to fucking get in some pissing contest about the numbers of, of subscribers I have. I want to talk about policy and facts. So you think you have me dead to rights about this article. Post the goddamn title of it. Go on, bro. Let's see what you got. And see, this is like me having to sit here and wait on you to type fucking bullshit out is the reason why. No, no, no. I want you to call in. I don't have to fucking wait on some dumbass. Because nobody is going to just watch me sitting here. Not seeing an article. Oh, I see several articles that say, no, ivermectin cannot treat COVID-19. Is ivermectin a safe treatment for COVID-19? Part view health doctors say no. All medical research says that ivermectin does not treat COVID-19.
What's up, Cricks? Well, I don't allow links in my fucking chat, dude. And I do not see a fucking article. I I googled it. That's that's what what is on the screen right now. And also, the NIH saying that it could have been a treatment months ago does not prove your position at all. God, you're such a fucking idiot. And there is no medical research that proves it is a fucking effective treatment. None. 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 Whatsoever. And you, the NIH has never said that it is an effective treatment for COVID-19. Never. That has never been the NIH's position. And you are a liar if you try to say it is. But you want to sound authoritative. That's why you're that's why you're like, "Oh, it's the NIH, dude." No. No, 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 no. If you'd rather not fuck with me, why are you here? I'm telling you, I don't have an article. You can't post links. You drop it on the Discord. I am telling you that nowhere on the NIH website does it say that ivermectin is an effective COVID-19 treatment. Does not exist. You are lying if you say it does. This is hilarious. Let's see, let's... Is it in the chat somewhere? I wanna, I wanna find the link. I don't, I don't see no fucking link. The NIH never said that. You're full of shit. Now, the NIH might have suggested it as a possible treatment earlier. The NIH has never said it is an effective treatment. Period. End of story. Anyone saying otherwise is a fucking moron, and I encourage you to eat horse paste. Please, do us all a favor and eat horse paste. Alright, so moving on from the dumb fuck... We'll get to the COVID later. There has been an explosion in Georgia. Police described a massive explosion and confirmed that there were at least some burn injuries. Been shut off. And residents evacuated the apartment complex. Some apartments next door also uh, received some indirect damage as well. And all 75 fire crews had to respond. The major threat for them right now is... So this is just in the last few hours. ...this three-story apartment building. The three units were heavily damaged. Here's how one resident described what happened. Felt like what kind of felt like a, an earthquake, almost like a sonic wave, but I heard the boom at the same time. So it sounded like something crashed, but it was, you know, loud enough to sound like somebody dropped a car on the roof. Right now, with the amount of work that we have to do, it's going to be very slow. Um, Got to be very careful as we continue to search these areas with the structural instability. Oh my God! Yes! Fucking give me something to go on, dude! You stupid fuck! 
Go, please, please give me something that I can prove how fucking dumb you are. Please. I'm dying for it. Post the link in the Discord. Fucking message it to a... You're on fucking YouTube. You can't message it to a mod. God damn. Nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. Discord, Discord, put it in the Discord. And I want to, I want to see this fucking article because it doesn't say what you, what you think it says. I promise you. Right wingers are morons. Nine one seven. Eight three zero four three five nine. It is on the screen in two different places. Nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. Nine one seven. Eight three zero four three five nine. I believe it's in the in the comment section. It's on screen like Jesus Christ. Nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. No, I don't want to ban him. I want to hear what he has to say. Apparently, apparently, he's got information that says ivermectin is some wonder drug. And the NIH said it. But even though the NIH's official position is that it's useless, I'm going to assume they posted it as a potential treatment. I'll quote the link. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? What's going on, bud? Yes, yeah, the dude you've been talking to. All qualms aside, no shit talking, anything like that. You ready for me to quote you this article from the NIH website? Please. All right. One second. Let me, let me pull it up here for you. Okay, now this is just, just, just so you know, it's through NIH antivirals. It's something through their site. I can't read the entire link. Give me one read second. the read the quote. Read the quote you want us to hear. It's that same thing that I just pulled up. Proposed mechanism of action and rationale for use in patients with COVID-19. Reports from in vitro studies suggest that ivermectin acts by inhibiting the host important alpha beta dash one nuclear transport proteins, which are part of a key intracellular transport process that viruses hijack to enhance infection by suppressing the host antiviral response. In addition, ivermectin docking may interfere with the attractment of several acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, 
spike protein to the human cell membrane. Ivermectin is thought to be a host-directed agent, which may be basis for its broad-spectrum activity in vitro against the viruses that cause dengue, Zika, HIV, and yellow fever. Yes, 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 yes. When was that article published? When was that article published? Let's be clear here. Let's not talk. In January, oh, sorry, February 11th, 2021, last updated. It was originally published in January of 2021. Now, what what so does what does the NIH ago. say about the use of ivermectin for humans? Look, I, I'm reading. You said what you are quoting. What you are quoting is a petri dish study. This is something they did in the lab. They. <laughs> okay. I don't know okay, why you're laughing. You're, you're the one that's been vehemently denying they could ever even be used. No, 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 I copy and pasted that link. I copy and pasted the title. Hold on. You hold the problem here is you don't know what you're reading. You don't understand the words you're reading. I'm reading. Yes. I'm I'm not going to say I'm a genius. dude. You don't know how to. Exactly. We we should come to you for advice about hardware, not medical advice. You understand that, right? I sell power tools, landscaping, home building supplies. A little, little bit more. So you know jack shit there. about medicine, then, and you know okay, jack so shit about about we, medical research, about and you know jack shit about evaluating data. Three viewers on YouTube at a time, and sitting there mocking Joe Rogan with his hundred million yes. fucking subscribers, two hundred million fucking subscribers. Dude, dude, It is it is big tech censorship. Big tech is censoring me, dude. Why are why are why are you talking to me about the number of people? Watching me. Big tech is censoring me. Exactly what I've been trying to get you to read. And what did you do? Gave you context. Gave you context about what it actually means. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you're the seasoned virologist, right? No, I'm not. No, but I, I know how to look at sources and evaluate them. And I also know what the study is referencing. 16 years in media. This is what has got 20. arguing with some fucking random 20. about something. Neither one of us is really qualified to argue about. I'm, I'm more qualified than you Absolutely. are. But when I read this, my reading comprehension is pretty good. And according to the... But, but, but no, 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 no. What was that study on? No, 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 no. What was it? What was it? What was it oh, done oh, on? Are, are, you, are you going to SARS-CoV-2? When when they did it in human trials, because what you're citing is something that happened. What? Okay, that was the study you were citing was what showed that it could possibly treat COVID. After that, they did human trials and proved that it doesn't work. I'm gonna get back to selling my fucking hardware. Do you understand that that what you? Or citing is preliminary data that they're like, oh, this could possibly have an effect. Then they did human trials and proved that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They did human trials and proved that it doesn't work. After what you're citing, do you understand how that works? Oh, he hung up on me. What a joke. Dude, everybody in the chat got what I was saying. You're not understanding that human trials took place after what you're citing, and it proved that ivermectin is not an effective treatment. 
So you pointing to that preliminary data and saying, oh, but it says it right here on the NIH's site. It proves how fucking dumb you are. It proves how fucking dumb you are. That is that is a logical fallacy known as cherry picking. Oh, but I read it from the NIH's website. You don't understand how to evaluate data. Give people advice on power tools. I encourage that. Stay out of the fucking politics. Stay out of the medical realm. You don't know what you're talking about. I wish people would have more self-awareness. That's all. That is the purpose of me and the media is try to raise self-awareness in people. Understand your limitations. Understand your expertise. You are special, dude. Aaron, you are a special boy. I promise you. I'm sure you're incredibly good with your power tools. I'm sure you're very knowledgeable and your customer service is impeccable. But sir, you don't know jack shit about the medical field. And you have been taken in by propaganda, by people who are paid on the internet to feed people the bullshit they want to hear. Because actually, me not having followers is a sign that I don't give a shit. I'm up here speaking the truth, no matter how many people follow me. Yes, I would have a much bigger audience if I was a right-wing fucking moron spewing nonsense. But it's not about making money or having a big audience to me. I could care less about those things. I care about doing what I love and providing good content. Aaron, I'm sorry you're a dumb fuck. My apologies to you, sir. Speaking of dumb fucks, George W. Bush gave a speech yesterday on the anniversary of 9-11. Great transition. 20 years ago, we all found in different ways, in different places, but all at the same moment, that our lives would be changed forever. The world was loud with carnage and sirens, and then quiet with missing voices that would never be heard again. Well, it's kind of your fault. Remain precious to our country and infinitely precious to many of you. Today we remember your loss, we share your sorrow, and we honor the men and women you have loved so long and so well. For those too young to recall that clear September day, it Oh, I remember it vividly, sir! Star craving, you just missed a dumb fuck. There was horror at the scale of destruction and awe at the bravery and kindness that rose to meet it. The, I'm, I am, I am infinitely fascinated by the relationship between Bush and Cheney because they ended up really not liking each other by the end of the administration. There have been books written about it. It, it, it. Bush kind of feels like Cheney used it. I mean, Cheney absolutely did. So 
he resented how unpopular he was. But, I mean, we see how Republicans always get rehabilitated while Democrats are used as fucking fodder for the Republicans to run against. They still... Somebody posted a fucking video of Hillary Clinton from, from 2015 the other day. It was like, aha, let's laugh at Hillary Clinton. Like, she, she almost fell down or something. I'm like, this is wild. I bring up Trump, who is still very relevant in our politics, and people are all like, why are you talking about Trump? Meanwhile, the right continues to attack the Clintons, Obama. They fucking... They, even Jimmy Carter... Cheney used Bush like an old mitt. I I highly recommend looking into that. Really, I don't have a good book off the top of my head to recommend about it. But like, it it was very fraught by the end of uh, the administration. Shock at the audacity audacity of evil, and gratitude for the heroism and decency that opposed it. In the sacrifice of the first responders. In the mutual aid of strangers, in the solidarity... Oh, DK's a dumb fuck. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The actions of an enemy revealed the spirit of a people. And we were proud of our wounded nation. In these memories, the passengers and crew of Flight 93 must always have an honored place. Here, the intended targets... No, she was senator. ...instruments of rescue... Thank you, Jones. You're right. No right to tell anybody about opposing evil. To the defiance displayed in the skies. And there was actually, there was a, um, 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 there was a couple different frontline 9-11 documentaries this week, but there was one about, like, the United States of Secrecy or something that came out in the last couple of days, or just got put on YouTube in the last couple of days. And it was fascinating to me and it really got in depth about like what Bush knew when he knew uh, about the different ways I mean this was going into the wiretapping programs and everything but like it all ties together with the 9-11 and the intelligence afterwards it would be a mistake to idealize the experience of those terrible literal war criminal yeah DK has no fucking clue what they're talking about was the brute randomness of death. The what? All that many could feel was unearned suffering. All that many... Unearned could... suffering you caused, sir. There are many who still struggle with a lonely pain that cuts deep within. That's true. In those fateful hours, we learned other lessons as well. We saw that Americans were vulnerable, but not fragile. That they possess a core of strength that survives the worst that life can bring. We learned that bravery is more common than we imagined, emerging with sudden splendor in the face of death. We Where the fuck were all you all when the fucking troll was like, one person's watching you right now? Holy gift. And we found that even the longest days end. You miss me arguing with him. Tried to make spiritual sense of these events. It wasn't very eventful, though. He he was pretty dumb. For the mix of providence and human will that sets the direction of our lives. But comfort can come from a different sort of knowledge. After wandering long and lost in the dark, many have found they were actually walking step by step toward grace. 
As a nation, our adjustments have been profound. Many Americans struggled to understand why an enemy would hate us. Was I remember listening to this dude and was thinking this is about as dumb as it could possibly get. But man, do the Republicans ever outdo themselves each fucking each successive president. Such zeal. The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And and fucking controversial to this day. You've been wired. You, your administration, wiretapped. Americans. But from violence that gathers within. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But then there's disdainful pluralism in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols. They are children of the same foul spirit. I remember when your, was it the, was it the Attorney General? I think it was the Attorney, I think it was John Ashcroft, the Attorney General, fucking covered up the boob of the Justice statue at the Department of Justice. Like, you know, Lady Justice covered up her boob. Talking about covering up national symbols or whatever the fuck he said. National symbols. But how do you say it again? But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols. Disregard for human life, determination to defile national symbols. That's you! That is you, George W. Bush. They are children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them. After 9-11, millions of brave Americans stepped forward and volunteered to serve in the armed forces. <laughs> the military measures... Hey, 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 I'm all about fucking keep Trump in the spotlight. For, like, I want Trump to talk about 2024 and being as, as involved in elections as possible. Because it's good for the Democrats. So, thank you, Mum and Ryder. I agree. Keep that enthusiasm for the child rapist. I want you to do that. Keep that all the way through 2024. Be sure you're yelling and sounding as crazy as you can to all your friends about how wonderful Daddy Trump is. Please, you are doing me a favor. Last 20 years to pursue dangers at their source have led to debate. But one thing doing a heck of a job, Bushy. I made that joke several times on 9/11. I don't think anybody ever got it. When uh, Katrina happened, there was a a dude by the name of Michael Brown was the head of FEMA, and like he was just like Bush's buddy or some shit like that. He was connected to somebody in the administration, and they had appointed him to uh, FEMA. And uh, right before he had to resign in disgrace, Bush was like out there like they were on rubble or something. He's like, you're doing a heck of a job, Brownie. That's that's the way I feel about you, Bush. You're doing a heck of a job, Bushy. Certain. We owe an assurance to all who have fought our nation's most recent battles. Trump is the man. <laughs> Trump isn't even... I don't even know if you can classify Trump as a man. Holy fuck, have you seen that dude? I don't think he has a penis. He's definitely overcompensating. Yes, I, I loved That's My Bush. It was a Matt and Trey show. 
They had to take it off, like, you know, after 9-11, because you can't be mocking the, the president in wartime. Fuck that shit. That show was brilliant. The cause you pursued at the call of duty is the noblest America. Oh my god, I like how you say Trump is a pedo. You want me to show you why Trump is a pedo, son? I know you've seen a lot of doctored videos now. I'm not saying that fucking Biden didn't get handsy with some kids now. Biden's gotten handsy with a lot of people, but who fucking cares? He's not been accused of fucking raping kids, but Trump has. Always love rubbing right-wingers face in this. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I never don't take the opportunity to bring up Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein's rape lawsuit. For a 13-year-old girl accused Donald Trump of rape. Trump supporters like yourself fucking threatened her and got her to drop the suit after it was filed multiple times. It's possible they're both rapists. I believe, uh, uh, God, I forgot her name now. That had the story about Biden pushing her up against the wall and sticking his hand down her pants. I believe her. And like, even, even the response she describes sounds like Joe Biden. So I absolutely believe it. I love it how a right-winger comes in here, asks for proof, I show them the court filings, and they say that's not proof, but yet that is far more evidence than they have against Joe Biden. You know, not to mention that Donald Trump is on video saying, oh, I love Jeffrey Epstein, we both, we both love young women together, or whatever the fuck he said. Mumman, you want to call in? 917-830-4359. Last dude that tried to take a swing at me certainly missed. That was Ivanka, where he commented on her tits. I don't think he ever took an interest in Tiffany, to be honest with you. I think there is a credible rape allegation against Biden. That that is that is my position. There is there is not video proof of Biden like there is video proof of him like sniffing hair or like rubbing a little kid's or like kissing a, a forehead. But that's that's it's not raping a kid like Trump is accused of. So I, 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 I don't know. I can't have a conversation with somebody that like can't even acknowledge reality and comes in here and has these wild accusations. They want, they want me to take it face value and then won't acknowledge court documents. Yeah, you should call in 917-830-4359 or you can hop in the Discord. We would love to hear from you. There we go. Thank you, Stark Raven. 
Yes, Trump used to bust in on beauty pageant contestants while they were in the the dressing room. He is, I mean, he has a gazillion goddamn rape allegations. He's on tape saying he just grabs people by the pussy. Like, the idea that Trump isn't a rapist is just preposterous to me. I mean, I don't want to make fun of somebody for incontinence. Yeah, incontinence. I mean, he can't help that. I wouldn't make fun of his looks if he didn't think he was like the best looking thing ever. Dumb fuck. I I believe that he is 100% on a plethora of pills. It's amazing his heart didn't stop during the campaign, but I mean, it runs on pure evil, so what the fuck. Merman, are you calling in? It wasn't Merman. That wasn't his name, wasn't it? Meemaw. Meemaw? Memon. Merman! Merman, I want to hear from you. Come back. We want to talk to you. We'll be nice. I won't call you a dumb fuck too many times. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the way it is with all these right-wingers. Guess we'll go back to George W. Now, he should be getting ready to transition to talking about domestic terrorists. Taking some swipes at Trump, which I want to get upset about and ran about the fact that he actually campaigned and raised money for several pro-Trump candidates in the, in the last election. So, fuck you, George W. Bush. America has to offer. You have shielded your fellow citizens from danger. You have defended the beliefs of your country and advanced the rights of the downtrodden. You have been the face of hope and mercy in dark places. You have been a force for good in the world. Nothing that has followed. Well, fuck Ellen for numerous reasons. Tarnish your honor or diminish your accomplishments to you and to the honored dead. But yes, that too, helping to rehabilitate Bush's image. In the weeks and months following the 9-11 attacks... And she, and she is the exact... She is the exact person... They needed to get to in order to reach like a massive amount of shit libs. Ellen. In daytime TV. He still paints, I'm pretty sure. I I think I saw something he did just the other day. Fucking piece of shit. United people. When it comes to the unity of America, those days seem distant from our own. It's your fault. Malign force seems at work in our common life. That turns every disagreement into an argument, and every argument into a clash of cultures. Because you play so dumb fucks. It's become a naked appeal to anger, fear, and resentment. That leaves us worried about our nation and our future together. I come without explanations or solutions. I can only tell you what I've seen. On America's day of trial and grief, 
Well, I mean, you didn't have explanations or solutions for fucking anything 20 years ago when you were president. Why start now, George W.? saw millions of people instinctively grab for a neighbor's hand and rally to the cause of one another. That is the America I know. But then you harnessed that sentiment to lie us into war so your buddies could get rich. And you harness the power of your dumb fuck followers because you specifically played on gay marriage in the 2004 election. I remember it. I was in Ohio. I had so many fucking uh, 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 petitions put in my face about gay marriage in 2004 because the Republican Party specifically wanted to make gay marriage a ballot amendment in all the battleground states so that they could drive out the most bigoted people in their party. Because without somebody to hate vote against, they might not come out and vote for your party. And you harness that, sir, and you have the gall to get up here and talk to us about unifying the country. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. At a time when religious bigotry might have flowed freely. I saw Americans reject prejudice and embrace people of Muslim faith. That- I, lived, I lived through 9-11, dude. That didn't happen. We saw a rise in Muslim hate crimes. Like, with just, within days, within days of 9-11, they killed a fucking Sikh, dude. A Sikh. Not even a Muslim, dude. They killed a Sikh. It was like a fucking... Uh, convenience store owner in Texas or some shit. I don't remember exactly where it was. Holy fuck. No, 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 no. We passed multiple bills through Congress about Muslim bigotry. You piece of shit. That is the nation I know. (laughs) At a time when nativism could have stirred hatred and violence against people perceived as outsiders... I saw Americans reaffirm their welcome to immigrants and refugees. That is the name. No, no, no. It was your party that did the opposite of that. I will, I will, I will give Bush credit that he was actually trying to move forward with amnesty for uh, 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 legal immigrants. And the fucking base of the party bucked him on that one. They couldn't pass immigration reform. Because that was one of the big issues in his first term that he really wanted to push for. Because the business interests that helped get George W. Bush elected, they love fucking immigration. They wanted to uh, pass immigration reform. But the base of the party wouldn't let them do it. They wouldn't let them grant amnesty. Dude, revisionist, revisionist is exactly what this speech is. Holy fuck. Nation, I know. And remember, remember, this is the, this is the party. They tell me it's the party of personal responsibility. They tell me it's the party of personal responsibility. And this motherfucker is getting up here and saying like, I'm seeing some shit go on in the country. I caused it, but like, I don't have the answer, but here's what I see. And then like says it like completely. Like, diagnoses everything. The exact opposite of what's going on. 
I, fuck. I didn't realize that this was going to get me this worked up. At a time when some viewed the rising generation as individualistic and decadent, I saw young people embrace. Yeah, that's ex- that is exactly that is exactly how I would describe baby boomers. Your generation, your generation. Embrace an ethic of service, and rise to selfless action. That is the nation I know. This is not mere nostalgia. No, it's just fantasy. It is what we have been and what we can be again. Twenty years ago, terrorists chose a random group of Americans on a routine flight to be collateral damage in a spectacular act of terror. The 33 passengers and seven crew of Flight 93 could have been any group of citizens selected by fate. In a sense... They stood in for us all. Well, I mean, if you had done your job when you received a briefing that said Bin Laden determined to attack inside the U.S., what was it, March the 9th, March the 7th? Somewhere along the... You were on vacation, remember? You were on vacation at Camp David. No, 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 no. You were on the Texas ranch at that time. You weren't at Camp David. You were on vacation at your ranch. When you received a memo that said, Bin Laden determined to attack inside the U.S. No, I did not. We'll have to go check that out. Terrorists soon discovered that a random group of Americans... The Texas AG was indicted five years ago and still hasn't faced charges. ...facing an impossible circumstance. They comforted their loved ones by phone, braced each other for action and defeated the designs of evil. These Americans were brave, strong, and united in ways that shocked the terrorists, but should not surprise any of us. This is the nation we know. And when- yeah, I was about to say, I don't see anything that's really sticking out to me. There's a, there's a fucking flag with an assault rifle on it and shit. And I'm like, is that the one? Let's see what we got. Huh? What the fuck? What the... Is this supposed to be from, like, inside the World Trade Center? Like, oh, they're they're having a office party. <laughs> RB, welcome. Ah, ah, ha, 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 that's a great meme. Oh, I wish I had this on the freak show the other night. <laughs> I would have I would have used this as one of the me and I, I hate that like I had this whole folder of nine eleven memes and we get to the last one. I'm like, oh I hope it's good and it was transphobic and I'm like, God damn that really fucked us over. 
Go back, watch the last hour of the Friday Night Freak Show from Friday. I don't remember if you were in here or not, but if you if you if you didn't get a chance to watch it, we we ranked nine eleven memes on a scale of zero to never forget. No, I haven't. You pop that shit in my Discord if you want me to see shit. Major holiday. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. The well, we ended up with a sparkle produced meme for the end. She is convinced that Chris Jenner did nine eleven. And this was the meme that she came up with. Yeah, the last hour, because the last hour was actually 9-11 on the East Coast. I waited until the last hour. And we did, we did our memes. My air conditioner went out. It's hot as fuck in here right now. And I, like, oh my god. (laughs) Really fucking with me. It, it's 76 degrees outside. It shouldn't, it shouldn't feel this bad. 9-11 and the Saudi connection. Now, we're getting ready to look at the documents, which apparently don't show a connection between the Saudis and 9-11 yet. We've got the first batch of releases that Biden ordered to be de- declassified. None of the issues, but right now we're reading from The Intercept. This was a piece they published on 9-11 before the classified document dump we're getting ready to look at. None of these issues, still lingering 20 years after the 9-11 attacks, have been as persistent or as emotionally wrenching for the families of the victims as the question of whether Saudi Arabia provided funding and other assistance for the worst terrorist attack in American history. Of the 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists who hijacked four U.S. commercial airliners on the morning of September 11th, 15 were citizens of Saudi Arabia. And, of course, Osama bin Laden was a member of one of Saudi Arabia's wealthiest families. Immediately after the attacks, the Bush administration downplayed the Saudi connection and suppressed evidence that might link powerful Saudis to the funding of Islamic extremists and terrorism. The Bush uh, White House didn't want to upset its relationship with one of the world's largest oil-producing nations, which was also an American ally with enormous political influence in Washington. Way too much influence, if you ask me. And much of what the FBI discovered about possible Saudi links to the attacks remains secret even today. Many U.S. officials have insisted over the last two decades that the American government is not really hiding any conclusive evidence of Saudi involvement, and it is quite possible that successive presidents, along with the intelligence community, have closed ranks simply to avoid revealing classified information. And it's plausible that officials want to avoid exposing details that might be politically embarrassing for both Washington and the Saudis, yet don't prove that the Saudi royal family, the Saudi government, or... Uh, other powerful Saudi individuals played any role in providing funding or assistance for the September 11th attacks. But the refusal to be open and transparent about such a fundamental issue has fed suspicions. Two decades later, however, glimpses of material 
that had become public provide mounting evidence that senior Saudi officials, including one diplomat in the Saudi embassy in Washington, may in fact have indirectly provided assistance for two of the al-Qaeda hijackers. Who were, fir- who were the first of the hijackers who arrived in the United States in 2000 and lived for about a year and a half in San Diego beforehand. We played the audio of the FBI agent talking about that. Uh, the CIA had identified the two hijackers uh, by early 2000 based partly on one of them's participation in an Al-Qaeda meeting in Malaysia and the agency was tracking the pair's international movements. But the CIA did not pass on that information to officials at the FBI or other domestic agencies at the time and the two plotters were not placed on any watch lists that might have prevented them from entering the United States weeks later. It was not until weeks before the September 11th attacks that the FBI learned that, uh, I've been skipping their names, Minahar and Hazmi had entered the country and began a belated and unsuccessful search for them, even as both men were living openly in San Diego. Best reason to go green. Exactly. Fuck OPEC. And that's another one, that's one, another one of those things that I'm so upset about, like fucking Jimmy Carter. That was an issue for him. Getting us off of foreign oil. While no smoking gun has emerged, the evidence indicates that the two hijackers had received logistical and financial support from a handful of people inside the United States with connections to Saudi Arabia, including a man in California whose family received tens of thousands of dollars from the wife of the Saudi ambassador to the United States. That was the, that was the, uh, um, they used to call him like Bandar Bush or something because he was so close to the Bush family. The ongoing scrutiny of the Saudis role has been driven by a massive lawsuit in federal court in Manhattan brought by families of the victims who maintain that senior Saudi officials were complicit in the attacks. Families were blocked for 15 years from even beginning their claims because of the sovereign immunity protection for foreign governments in the court. In 2016, Congress overrid a veto by President Barack Obama to clear the way for the lawsuit by approving the Justice Against Sponsors of Terrorism Act. Lawyers for the families have now collected some 11,000 still-secret pages of internal documents from the U.S. government and have deposed numerous Saudi witnesses to determine what they knew of the hijackers' plot, bolstering what they say is a trial of connection, a trail of connections leading back to uh, uh, that's their capital city, Rihad. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Our view has always been that there were agents of the Saudi government acting in coordination with one another to provide a critical support network for the first hijackers. This is according to Sean P. Carter. Isn't that, isn't that Puff Daddy? Couldn't be. Couldn't be the same. This is not Puff Daddy representing the families of 9-11. One of the lawyers representing the victim's family said in an interview, I, I'm close. It, it probably has something, you know, like a in it that I might not be pronouncing. There are a lot of contact, or yeah, contact points between the bad actors here. Our view has always been that they were agents of the Saudi government. Carter said that a verdict against the Saudis finding them financially liable for the attacks could result in many billions of dollars in damages. But he added that bringing out the truth 
would be just as important. One of the most explosive pieces of evidence against the Saudis emerged only by accident. It came in a court filing by the Trump administration last year that was intended, ironically, to support the government's arguments for keeping the FBI's Saudi records sealed as state secrets. The Justice Department's public filing, first reported by Yahoo News, redacted numerous sections of national security grounds on national security grounds, but inadvertently disclosed the name of a former official in the Saudi embassy in Washington. Mossad Ahmed Al-Jara worked as a senior diplomat until about 2000 under Prince Bandar bin Sultan, who was then the long-serving Saudi ambassador to the United States. The document, citing a 2012 internal FBI summary, indicated that Jara was believed to have tasked two other Saudi men living in Southern California with assisting the hijackers in San Diego. The accidental disclosure reaching inside the Saudi embassy in Washington could prove critical for the victims' families in establishing that Saudi Arabia bears some responsibility for the attack. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I was I was trying to be funny. I apologize, Tones. Yeah, yeah, some is doing a lot of lifting there. Now, the new documents don't prove anything yet, it appears. We're going to be reading from Slate here. The documents were just released uh, either late yesterday or early today. The FBI ended the 20th anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks by releasing a newly de- uh, declassified document regarding its investigation into support given to two of the Saudi hijackers. The heavily redacted 16-page document details how the hijackers had contact with lots of Saudi associates in the run-up to the attacks, but fails to provide conclusive proof that senior officials of the Saudi government were complicit. I'm with you, Zoot. Like, when I was hearing about the family's demands for them to release the documents to prove the Saudi connection, I'm like, I thought we already proved the Saudi connection. I thought, I thought that was like, you know... Well known. The heavily redacted 16-page document details how the... uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I just read that. The document, which was released late on Saturday, is the first record disclosed by the FBI since President Joe Biden issued an executive order calling for the declassification of documents related to the attacks. Families of the victims of the attack had called on Biden to skip memorial events on Saturday if he didn't declassify documents that they claim will show how Saudi officials played a role in the attacks. Biden has called on the Justice Department and other federal agencies to release declassified documents of the attacks over the next six months. So I guess they got to do some scrubbing or some some deleting or some, some shredding. Now, originally... Former President Trump was not scheduled to make any of the events. We, I'm sure we all saw the pictures. The Clintons, Obama, Biden, they were all at the Ground Zero, uh, Ground Zero Memorial. Joe Biden. The, the right made a big deal about Joe Biden leaving one of the ceremonies, but the reason why he left was he was at three different ceremonies in three different states. But the right will take any kernel of truth. Now, once again, I'm no fan of Joe Biden, but, like, I like to be factual. If you're going to criticize the motherfucker, criticize him over something he deserves to be criticized about. Oh, we're going to get to that. I got a clip of Ron DeSantis. 
This is from a site called Twitchy. Big mad journos informed where Trump was in NYC during the 9-11 ceremony attended by other presidents. Well, the reason why is because Trump took a lot of fucking flack that he didn't have anything scheduled. So they decided to go and let him... I think he met with the the New York City uh, police. Yeah, this is the ceremony where... This memorial you see there, also uh, former presidents uh, Bill Clinton... Biden, Clinton, Obama. No Trump. (laughs) Meanwhile, Trump was down the road. I don't know why they were focusing on his, like, pulling down his mask there and yelling at somebody. So here is Trump entering the uh, New York City Fire Department, it looks like. Bravest people. And right next door, and you know you love each other, because I know. The blue. We love the blue. I'll say it loud. You know, you're not supposed to say that. We love the blue. I don't know. I fucking Vitor Belfort won. Like, did Trump actually do commentary on the fight? Like, I don't. I don't know anything. Apparently, Anderson Silva fought uh, a Tito Ortiz. I didn't even know that was happening, and then Anderson Silva knocked him the fuck out. Oh wow! Really? Oh. If I had known, I just figured he was going to, you know, we're going to talk to President Trump for a second. I didn't know they were actually going to have him sit there. I, I, I would have watched it. I bet it was a fucking train wreck. I don't, I don't know what combat sports are turning into right now. They're like a three ring circus. I don't. And Oscar De La Hoya got the COVID and had to pull out like it's just the whole thing just made my head explode ooh I mean fucking hanging back and waiting for the right moment that's fucking Anderson Silva's bread and butter Oh, I'm sure Junior was there. I, I, he probably had a blast. He was doing coke with some people in the back. That was a big event for him to be at. I love that Trump spent September 11th with the blue-collar men and women that were the real heroes. Biden was with a ceremony with the elite ruling class. Biden was with the families. <laughs> This photo op was just in response to the fact that he took flack for for the fact that he was doing the the boxing commentary. Here he is with the NYPD. You you have a question? Spotlight's on me, I guess. Are you going to run again, Mr. President? Oh, that's a tough question. (laughs) Actually, for me, it's an easy question. I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but... I bet they were sad. I bet all the fights were sad. From the standpoint of uh, campaign... I I about flipped out when it said Evander Holyfield was fighting. I'm like, what? How did that... How much money did they throw at that motherfucker? How, 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 how? Yes, fire everybody in this picture. 
Yeah, just just right wingers sucking Trump's dick for something that he probably didn't even want to do. He would have rather been like at the at the green room of the fight. Hey, hey, do stick around. We've got a story about a bunch of cops quitting. You're gonna love it. Whole fucking department quit. Measles cases have halted the Afghan evacuee flights from the U.S. or to the U.S. from two key bases. The U.S. has halted all U.S. bound flights of Afghanistan evacuees from two main bases overseas after discovering a limited measles outbreak among Afghans arriving in the United States. A hitch that American officials warned will have a severe impact on an often troubled U.S. run evacuation. I don't know. I've seen some people say that the evacuation was well done, that you probably couldn't have done it any better than that. I've seen other people claim it was a complete disaster. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I don't fucking know. Like the military dude that called in the other day was like talking about, well, we're about to have 300,000 troops here and 30,000 blah, 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 pull down to this. I'm like, dude, you're describing like the military botched it is what you're saying. The civilian leadership is just giving you orders and that's their job not your job to question it it's your job to carry it out and you're saying that the military did a shit job but in their defense like there isn't much you could do like i hate to put too much blame on the military for our 20-year fucking quagmire because there was no objective there was no military objective that they could achieve there was no way that they could win there was nothing that they could do other than fucking try to hold the country so like it's it's not the it's not the rank and file troops fault though I think it's their fault for not deserting and leaving the fucking shit and saying no point in this it would be better for me to desert than it would to uh continue to help this US imperialism that's my only gripe with the actual rank and file soldiers and also I feel sorry that you seem susceptible to propaganda Probably be, probably because you want to believe that you actually fought for something. I understand that. But I need you to come into reality. U.S. military service is not honorable. And I can, I can respect you as a person and not denigrate your service if you're able to accept reality. Probably not talking to anybody in the chat, but just, you know, had a troll from the military the other day. I'm not sure. Like, everybody's trying to produce my show here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Dip. We're going to talk about Biden uh, possibly is going to lobby against the filibuster. Biden tells top Democrats he's preparing lobbying blitz on filibuster reform and voting rights. Filibuster reform to pass voting rights. Go away. We don't want you. With a make-or-break vote looming in the Senate. Now, we are reading from Rolling Stone, which apparently got it wrong. The troll that I had at the beginning of the show. 
with a make-or-break vote looming in the Senate on a sweeping voting rights and anti-corruption bill, President Joe Biden and his advisors have said in recent weeks that Biden will pressure wavering Democrats to support reforming the filibuster, if necessary, to pass the voting bill. According to three people briefed on the White House position and its recent uh, communications with outside groups, Biden assured Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that he was ready to push for filibuster reform. Biden's pressure would aim to help Schumer convince moderate Democrats to support a carve-out to the filibuster, a must for the party if it's going to pass new voting protections without Republican votes. I don't under Just go ahead and get rid of it. I don't know what kind of carve-out they would do. I don't know what the, what the position on that would be. According to a a source briefed on the White House position, Biden told Schumer, Chuck, you tell me what you need. You tell me what you need me to start making phone. You tell me when you need me to start making phone calls. That was Biden's quote. Chuck, you tell me when you need me to start making phone calls. Senate returns to work this upcoming week and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer intends to call a vote on the For the People Act, the most ambitious reform bill in decades and the Democrats' best shot at countering the wave of state-level GOP voter suppression laws this year. But to get the bill out of Congress, Senate Democrats will almost certainly need to change the filibuster, the procedural tactic used by the minority to, uh, to block many types of legislation. I... I other than just abolishing it at this moment, I don't know what the carve-out would be. I don't even know. I haven't heard anybody say how they would go. I don't know what the mechanism would be to go about doing it. I'm not seeing Rolling Stone go into the minutiae on how they... what what the details of the carve-out would be. When it comes to the filibuster, the Biden administration's position hasn't always been clear. In early March, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Biden didn't support any changes to the filibuster. A few weeks later, Biden told ABC News that he supported bringing back the so-called talking filibuster. Oh, that's what they're going to try to go for. I didn't even think about that. If you're going to pull a filibuster, you actually have to go out and talk for the remainder of the time to run it out. I don't... I don't know if that's going to change anything. The Republicans are still going to fucking, they're going to, they're going to go up there and talk it out. They, they'll do it. A few months after that, Saki declined to say whether Biden backed creating a carve out to the filibuster for legislation relating to voting rights, while also distancing the White House from any potential negotiations about filibuster reform. Filibuster is a legislative process tool, an important one that warrants debate, but determination about making changes will be made by members of the Senate not by this president or any president, frankly, moving forward. I'm sure Joe Biden, as much time as he spent in the Senate, he has an affinity for the Senate as much as anybody. I'm sure he wants a say in any changes to the filibuster. He's also shown a willingness to be pushed on legislation from both sides. We've seen him cave from both directions. 
Moving to California politics. This is California gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder. He was at an event. I believe this was Friday. We're going to see a video. You see this woman in a gorilla mask right here. She is going to throw eggs at Elder, I believe. I haven't seen this yet. Well, lady, I will tell you, you got some big old gorilla balls. Touch me again. Smack the shit out of them. It's a very angry, ugly scene, the uh, the 69-year-old. Nice. Oh, we got a birthday party going on up here. I don't know how that played. It was a very angry, ugly scene, the 69-year-old Republican contender and conservative radio host said after the clash as he toured a Los Angeles homeless camp on Thursday. After watching it, I'm less sure, but when I first read the headline, uh, I was I was almost certain this was a fucking plant. And it may very well be a plant by the campaign. I mean, she was ballsy as fuck. So she's either the real deal or she's in on like she knows those people. He added, if uh, I were a Democrat, obviously this would be called systematic racism. They would be calling it a hate crime. I don't like to play that game, but that's all his campaign has been. That's all his campaign has been, has been him trying to fucking play the race card. Elder's head was grazed by an egg hurled by a woman in a gorilla mask on Wednesday, forcing him and staff to rush for safety in his Chevrolet Suburban. Elder's tour around the Venice boardwalk lasted a measly 12 minutes as he began pacing along the 3rd Avenue before being confronted by the woman on the bike and her pals, who also chewed out uh, Elder's associates. One of the pals identified himself as a Marine and came nose-to-nose with the Elder staffer. So yeah, they have been uh, talking about the hypocrisy coming from the right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't condone any fucking attacks on anybody, or especially like, I understand the the gorilla mask reference now. At my college campus a couple of years ago, they actually prosecuted a guy wearing a gorilla mask for like a hate crime, and. The thing about that is, is it's a little different, was that dude had bananas that he was, like, hanging a noose around and had a noose that he was fucking putting in people's faces and shit. A gorilla mask in and of itself is not necessarily racist. And it had pink hair. (laughs) It could just be, like, the woman likes that mask and it was very coincidental. It's just eggs. It's just fucking... We need to go back to the time of throwing eggs and fruit at politicians. It was a much better time. Does it show anything else? Like, do, do we actually need to watch it? I mean, we can, but... 
We we got the gist of it. You just want you just enjoy seeing him getting pelted, don't you? Okay, I can understand that. It is it is wasteful with the produce. But that's that's why you throw rotten fruit. That's why you throw rotten fruit. We need to return to those days. Yeah, these guys don't seem like the left. Just saying, like I could, I could believe the woman in the gorilla mask with the pink hair. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. Here's a man that don't even like his own fucking people and running for governor. For what? He has one year to do if he even wins. He can't do shit. He wouldn't be able to get nothing done. So why is he running? Democrats control everything. He couldn't get nothing done. Uh, Democrats should control everything is kind of that sounds like what a Republican operative would say that that line is didn't he said Democrats should control everything didn't he control everything he couldn't get he wouldn't be able to get nothing done so why is he running Democrats control everything he couldn't get nothing done He able to get nothing done, so why is he running? Democrats control everything. He couldn't get nothing. Uh, it might have been a stutter. You might be right. Possibly. I'm just like if you're if you're coming out saying Democrats should control everything, that sounds like a Republican operative. But I see what you're saying. He just kind of like his words. I do it all the time. Now, Newsom is, we did the video with Steve Karnacki last week, which shows the same thing that this other poll shows. New poll finds Newsom could easily beat recall thanks to motivated Democrats. Momentum has turned strongly against the effort to recall Governor Gavin Newsom with just days to go before voting ends, a change that comes after a deluge of political ads and support from leading Democrats who have slammed the effort as a Republican power grab. According to a UC Berkeley Institute of Government Studies poll, co-sponsored by the Los Angeles Times released on Friday, 61% of likely voters surveyed oppose recalling Newsom, compared with 38.5% in favor. So, need to get over the 50% in order to recall him doesn't look like it's going to happen. 
The findings, which were gathered by pollsters between August 30th and September 6th, align with the results from a batch of recent independent polls, all of which showed a decisive advantage for Newsom as the September 14th recall approaches. Cops tossed your hat. What? Well, that's not fucking cool, Adam. Are you singing you too to me? The Republic and the Republicans are on a fucking crusade to do the same thing to say that if Larry Elder doesn't win or if the recall doesn't go through on Tuesday, which would mean Larry Elder becomes the governor. If, if it doesn't go through on Tuesday, it was rigged. The only way, like they're, like Fox News hosts are saying, the only way that Newsom could remain governor is if it was rigged. These fucks. The same shit. Oh, ACAB indeed. We're going to get to that. But first, most Republicans want Trump as the GOP's leader, but are divided about whether he'd help them retake the White House. Spoiler alert, he would not. Most Republicans want former President Donald Trump to remain their party's leader, according to a new CNN poll conducted by SSRS. CNN trying to play us an ad here. You and your damn corporate media. But differing views about Trump's role in the party and his strength as a future presidential nominee highlights the divides within the GOP. Republicans and Republican-leaning independents say 63 to 37% that Trump should be the leader of the Republican Party. 63 to 37%. But they are about evenly split over whether having the defeated former president back on the ticket in 2024 would be an advantage. 51% say that Republicans have a better chance of retaking the presidency if Trump is the nominee, with 49% saying the party would be better off with a different nominee. Well, yeah, but if I mute a tab, I can't watch it. Because, like, we watch videos on CNN and shit. That's why I had to unblock it so I could watch a video the other day uh, to block the ads. But, like, um... Okay, so here's the thing is like they're both right. Both contingencies are right. The party itself would be better off with another nominee. However, their best shot at retaking the White House in 2024 is with Trump on the ticket. Both of those things are true. So I I Republican Party, I don't know what to tell you. Unless you want to go full-blown fascist, which it seems you do, I I wouldn't nominate Trump. But it seems like you do, so (laughs) go ahead and nominate Trump. Hopefully you get beat. I mean, I will never put it past the Democrats to screw it up, but as it stands right now, I don't think Trump is going to retake the White House. Chris Christie. He is in the 49% that thinks that the party would be better off without Trump. He made some remarks. 
Might have to watch an ad before it. <laughs> of course we will. Fuck their ads. Jersey Chris Christie spoke at the Reagan Library. This is part of what he had to say about the GOP. We need to face the realities of the 2020 election and learn, not hide from them. We need to renounce the conspiracy theorists and the truth deniers, the ones who know better and the ones who are just plain nuts. We need to give our supporters... You're, you're one of the ones that know better, sir, and you worked in the Trump administration. He almost did. He had the COVID. Facts that will help them put all those fantasies to rest so everyone can focus. I, I, think, I think people like Chris Christie do know. I think the smart ones do know, and they're walking a tightrope act right now. They are killing off their own fucking supporters while also having to play to the crazy because that's the only people that will vote for them. Our minds on the issues that really matter. We need to quit wasting our time, our energy, and our credibility on claims that won't ever convince anyone of anything. So clearly, he's thinking about 2020. Not high enough for this shit. Is it that he's coming out and saying the GOP has to renounce conspiracy theories? I won't be high enough for this shit until I'm as high as Chris Christie's cholesterol. I would be standing up and cheering if I didn't know the person saying that. Um, the reality is Chris Christie was a strong backer of Donald Trump. You know, I believe he was backing him in the 2020 election after Lafayette Square, after all the COVID hoaxes. And so, I mean, it falls a little flat. Uh, and at the Reagan you know, Library, I, I, like I mean, it. it's not like he's going yeah, to a I Trump mean, rally saying that. He's at the Reagan yeah, Library look, saying it. Yeah. The message isn't the problem. The messenger is. Oh, God, you're right. Rationing care would indeed give preferential treatment to the unvaxxed. Fuck you, CNN. I really hate your website. I That's another... That's one of those issues. Like, I... I want to... Stand by the doctors that are, are, are starting to be like, yeah, we're not going to treat the unvaxxed. But then as a leftist, it's important that we believe, you know... We say healthcare is a human right. We provide healthcare to everybody. I I understand that argument, but boy, are they already even throwing it up in our in our faces? Oh, they think the unvaccinated shouldn't shouldn't receive care. They don't believe healthcare is a right. I see them say that. I see them fucking say that. I understand the merits of the argument, though, because like. It's the unva- the unvaccinated are putting these healthcare workers at risk. Other other workers at the hospital, they're putting they're putting other people at risk because they're clogging up the hospital. People that are having heart attacks or that are are driving. I understand. I understand the the punitive nature. Just let them die. I understand that reaction. But we as leftists, we have to be we have to be consistent in our beliefs. 
Yeah, it, if the shoe was on the other foot, they would cheer our deaths. You're exactly right. But we're better than them. That's the point. We are bet. We are not them. I just, like I I understand both sides. And this is this is a tough call and like I got a lot of opinions on things and like I don't I don't know if I want to have an opinion on this one. A judge in Florida had an opinion on the Ron DeSantis mask mandate siding with DeSantis. Happening on Friday, the 1st District Court of Appeals on Friday agreed to the state of Florida's request to reinstate a stay on a judge's order that blocked enforcement of a ban on mask mandates at Florida schools without a parental opt-out, pending appeal of a lawsuit filed by parents. Now, I know that's a lot to take in. (laughs) DeSantis and the legislator in Florida passed a mask mandate not a mask mandate, a no mask mandate unless it has an opt-out rule. A judge blocked it. An appeals court judge has lifted that stay from where a lower court judge blocked it. That means that the Department of Education can continue to withhold funds for school board officials and superintendents who approve mandates in defiance of an executive order that... Oh, it wasn't even the legislator. I'm sorry. In defiance of an executive order that requires parents to be able to opt their children out. The decision comes two days after Judge John Cooper of Florida's Second Judicial Circuit once again blocked the state's ban on strict mask mandates in schools, lifting a stay that blocked his original ruling. And DeSantis got on the TV and bragged about it. I believe this was today. Earlier this afternoon. Well, thank you for your effort. I mean, I, I think when you're in education, there's a lot of ways you'll make a difference over your career. But I think last year takes the cake in terms of the impact. Because if you had not done what you guys did by making sure those kids had access to school, it would have taken years to be able to recover from that. And we're seeing that in other parts of the country where they lock the kids out. Um, and remember last year, uh, we got, I got. Well, this is like the heel fucking copying the, the Florida channel here. We won that uh, that case, but I just knew, one, I knew the data was very clear. And that's the thing, you know, follow the data or listen to some people who are just always saying things that just aren't backed up by the fact. So we knew that the, we knew that the schools were important and we knew, um, uh, we knew it would be a low risk environment, but we, we just knew so much that the virtual, we do virtual better than anyone in Florida, but it's not. Not the same and not even close, particularly for young kids, particularly for people with special needs. And so one of the reasons we did the thousand dollar bonuses for the teachers and the principals is though even though I was getting sued to close it, you know, most teachers, particularly up here, they wanted to get back because they knew their their students were falling behind and they knew they needed to do most of the principals wanted to do to get back uh, to be able to do it. And so uh, we really think last year uh, it was crunch time. We had to figure out what we were going to do. Now, his poll numbers are dropping. 
shopping in Florida. Kids behind, and it was challenging. We still have challenges that we have to, to do. He's up for re-election next year, and it's not looking good for him. Next week on education, so stay tuned on that. Um, but 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 we, we, we did it, and now we're going to continue uh, going forward, and we want to have uh, a smooth and effective school year. So we're we're proud of. I believe that. he gets asked a question here. I will. You know, we're going to work together. Well, there's more we can do. You know, I, I anticipate being back with some other stuff in the future. I, I, I said that not that long ago. I think he's trying to emulate Trump's manner, mannerisms, like with his hands and shit. Absolutely. You guys are going down a good track. I hope. Next time I'm here is not because of a hurricane aftermath. I mean, we, you know, we're right in the heart of this season. We had a, a, a tropical storm kind of rust through, which, which you know, was, was a system, and then it kind of went. Um, but uh, we're ready for it, you guys know. And um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what ends up happening uh, as we go. You know, that one in Louisiana was... And a- he ran by being, like, as up Trump's ass as he possibly could. They learned from Katrina. Their, their infrastructure was better. That really held up. They learned some stuff on the response and, and were and did and so most of the, the worst damage was not in Louisiana for, for in terms of mortality. It was it was all the way up in the northeast because it wasn't something that, that, that was necessarily people didn't think it was gonna be as big a deal. So the one thing with hurricane season is I know and, and Trump hates him. Trump hates him. Oh like I like I understand like a normal person in normal circumstances, in in that scenario, would pick DeSantis as their running mate. Trump hates DeSantis. Seriously, cannot stand him. the The word is that uh, from from Trump advisors that he just like is not about that motherfucker at all. So I I think DeSantis's goal. It is to be in the vacuum created by an absence of Trump. So I don't think we see a DeSantis run for president or even on the, as a vice presidential pick on a Trump ticket. But he is going to be there to be the presidential pick. At, unless he loses, if he loses the governorship in 2022, it's going to be hard to be a presidential candidate coming off a, of a loss for governor. Just being a one, ter- but I mean, crazier things have happened. Now, despite Ron DeSantis claiming that you know they've got COVID under control, Fauci says that COVID cases are ten times too high. Americans are now getting infected with COVID-19 at 10 times the rate needed to end the pandemic, which will persist until more people get vaccinated, according to the National Institutes of... I'm sorry, the... uh, I forgot what the NIAID fucking... I tried to fucking say the acronym. I'm brain farting on what they mean. Uh, Director Anthony Fauci tells Axios... The end game is to suppress the virus right now. We're still in pandemic mode. I hadn't noticed that we're in pandemic mode. I Are we in pandemic mode? I can't tell. There's like concerts and ball games and everything going on. Right now we have 160,000 new infections a day. That's not even modestly good control, which means it's a public health threat. 
In a country of our size, you can't be hanging around and having 100,000 infections a day. You've got to get well below 10,000 before you start feeling comfortable, Fauci said. Once enough people have been vaccinated, he adds, you'll get some people getting infected, but you're not going to have it as a public health threat. Despite all the buzz about the Mu variant, which appears to elude some protected properties of authorized vaccines and prior infections, the Delta variant continues to dominate the U.S. and around the world. Fauci says this means that currently authorized vaccines are still effective. Not enough Americans are taking measures against the Delta variant, which is already up the stakes. And the longer it takes to end the pandemic phase, the bigger the chance we'll end up with a monster variant that not only eludes vaccines, but also is dangerously transmissible. Well, that's not fun. Usually, like, when I'm playing you a puppy video, it's to get the bad taste out of your mouth, but this one's going to put a bad taste back in your mouth. They're now using puppies to try to detect COVID-19 at airports. Florida Airport is the first in the United States to launch the program. Oh, look how sweet he is. I don't know how I feel about this. First of all... I don't want the puppies to be in danger of getting infected. Apparently they do have COVID sniffing dogs now. I don't know what smell COVID gives off. And like, I'm all, I'm all about it. That's that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the issue is I'm getting ready to follow up with, you know, uh, fucking animals can get this shit. 13 gorillas test positive for COVID at a zoo in Atlanta. More than a dozen gorillas at Zoo Atlanta were diagnosed with COVID-19 after they were seen coughing with runny noses and losing their appetite. Atlanta's animal handlers uh, took fecal samples and nasal and oral swabs from the gorillas and sent the samples to a lab at the University of Georgia, which returned a presumptive positive result. They are waiting for confirmation from another lab in Iowa, which also received the samples. The gorillas are at least the second group of great apes infected by the coronavirus. Eight gorillas at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park were treated for the virus in January. Yeah, that's my worry, Adam, about treating them as if they're disposable. You know my love of animals. You guys, you, you fucking know it. I don't have a problem with, like, service dogs and shit like that. I have a real problem with cop dogs. I have a real problem with bomb-sniffing dogs, mine dogs and shit like that, using animals in wartime. I've got a real problem with that shit. Service animals, however, are wonderful. Raging through the white-tailed deer population? Oh, God... Wait, are we debating? Dogs are family. I've never met a dog that, you know, I didn't fucking love like a brother or something. <laughs> All dogs are my family. They're puppies and they live with me. 
if they don't have somebody taking care of them. I I could never imagine a, like if oh, I have three cats. If anybody is property in this relationship with me and my cats, it's me. I am their property. They tell me what to do. They boss me around. That would be cool, Starker, to to evolve past the need for service animals. A vegetarian, he says. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with being a vegetarian. I, I, I understand vegetarians, and like I, I'm totally with you. I agree on all your arguments. I just really like meat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a horrible person. I try to get it as locally sourced as I can. It's still bad for the environment. I'm I'm very much anti factory farming. But man, like meat's so fucking good. Meat's so fucking good. Like I like meat and cheese. I couldn't go vegan. I couldn't go fucking vegan. For the fence sitting of diet. I under I understand the arguments. I encourage it. Uh, everybody even says they feel better after they've been living. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I learned a long time ago that I need to have a salad or I need to have some fucking green beans, some corn, some fucking broccoli or something with my dinner. I eat my veggies because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to shit. I eat that much fucking cheese. But, like, the veggies are just there because if I don't eat them, I'm not going to shit in the morning. The thing I enjoy on my plate is the starch with cheese all over it and the meat. Also, like, I am the number one consumer of chocolate milk in the world, so I can't give up milk. I'm also out. I, I have to order groceries tomorrow, and I drank my last glass of chocolate milk. Before they even cheese and wine, fantastic. I'm not that big of a drinker, but fucking, I you know I haven't tried the oat milk. People told me oat milk is pretty good. I've tried um, almond milk, and it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's not milk for me. Like I'll, I'll give I'll give oat milk a spin. I don't know what you just said, Dip. <laughs> um, is that? Are you saying there's cheese? There, there are good cheeses that are made out of plant milk. Is soy soy milk is really expensive though, isn't it? Is oat milk like a more financially comparable milk? I I've never even looked at the other options for milk because I love milk so much, you know. Fucking, fucking A bacon. That's what I was so weirded out because when Sparkles asked me to make her breakfast, she told me to get turkey bacon and chicken sausage. And I'm like, you love pork. What is wrong with you? 
I'll I'll try out some oat milk or some soy milk here and see see what I I'll give you guys a report back on what I think about it. But like I'm ah, this is gonna be hard to give up. the 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 chicken apple sausage wasn't that bad. Like I was like, all right, I'll the fucking turkey bacon wasn't that bad either. I, both of them were were perfectly serviceable. They weren't as good as pig bacon though pig sausage especially like sausage I fucking love sausage links is my favorite fucking thing love sausage links god damn it you guys got me off topic again talking about food not high enough for this shit Low in protein, you say? I'm not... I mean, I don't know if I'm lacking in protein in my life. I'm I'm interested just to try out different kinds of milk to see, you know, where the technology has come. Yeah, I'm not like... I fucking... I eat like blue cheese crumbles like right out of the package and shit. I'm like, beans are fantastic. They are incredibly high in protein. Hemp milk. Interesting. I didn't even know they made hemp milk. I wouldn't think the hemp plant produces a nut. Like you would need a fucking shit ton of it to get milk from it, wouldn't you? Or do they, like when they're producing hemp paper or something like that, is there like a a byproduct that they can use to make hemp milk? What an interesting conversation this has turned into. Poor gorilla's getting the COVID. I'm not into it. Do not condone gorillas with COVID. Yeah, I could just said there's some there's some byproduct when they're processing it that they'd be able to squeeze the milk from because it's at the industrial level. Okay, that makes sense. Because like just me and you growing some hemp plants out here, it'd be hard to get some fucking milk from that shit. All right, let's talk about, um, before we get to the cops quitting, let's talk about this hospital that's going to stop delivering babies after 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 staffers quit over the vaccine mandate. A hospital in upstate New York will stop delivering babies later this month after 30 staffers quit in protest of the facility's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Lewis County Health System CEO Gerald Kayer announced in a press conference on Friday that Lewis County General Hospital will be unable to safely staff its maternity department beginning on September 25th. The number of resignations are... Now, this is one of the things. I didn't pick a story on it, but like... COVID is starting to plateau in the South. The problem with that is it's ran so wild throughout the South that like... The unvaccinated populations all the way up through the rest of the country 
are going to see it surge now that we're we're like plateauing in the south. The resignations came after the hospital two weeks ago revised its emergency regulation requiring vaccines for employees, taking away the option for a religious exemption. Medical exemptions, however, are still permitted. The policy change followed an announcement from then Governor Andrew Cuomo that said all healthcare workers in the state must be at least partially vaccinated. By September 27th, of the 30 employees who resigned from Lewis County General Hospital, 21 work in clinical areas. How do you, I just don't know how you have that many medical professionals on staff that are that stupid. Honestly, they survived one and a half years in the middle of COVID, and then and that didn't make them like fucking get that in my arm as quickly as possible. Oh wow, this is this is a crisis, and this is a crisis of the propaganda. And uh, I've 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 <laughs> David, man, David. Please tune into the show more often. You'll be more up on what's going on right now. The current evidence that we have is that it came from the Wuhan market. Now, if it did indeed come from a lab, it's not the lab that you like, like the, the, the right wingers are promoting. It didn't come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It came from the lab down the fucking street across the fucking city. That's more uh, close to the uh, wet market. It's possible, but the evidence that we have right now, uh, leans towards zoonotic because they have like gone through the genetic sequencing of the viruses that they had in the labs and none of them match. I, I would assume there probably are dirtier markets than that. That's, that's not, that's not, not evidence. I mean, I don't make me go look up the article again because I've I've had to do this so many times. Like I I, I promise you, David, do please watch this show. I do the news every night, and I go really in depth. I do not shy away from stories. I take straight on the right wing propaganda, and I tell you the truth about it. I've done this story numerous times, like the the lead virologist who has like determined how most pandemics in recent memory has began he's pretty certain it was zoonotic and I I take his word for it and he is separate from the, the Peter Dozak that worked in the lab the bat lady the Chinese scientist this is an, uh, a researcher here in the U.S. They call him the Sherlock Holmes of pandemics. And he's like, I'm, I'm 92% certain, I'm 93% certain. It, it's zoonotic and it came from that market. Because the, the, the current World Health Organization position is that it didn't actually originate in the market. But but that researcher says that it, it came from the market. I don't get it. I don't understand how you're in the medical profession and it, you you understand how medicine works, or at, at least 
understand how to evaluate information and data sources and and confer to people that know what they're talking about. David, man, I don't that's that's a weird red herring, man. I don't we're you want to argue with me? I love to argue. 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. I would love... If you if you would like to debate me, we can certainly do it. And, and like, here's the, the problem with the wet markets is that, like, I had a misconception of them. I thought they were, like, you know, a poor people thing where, you know unregulated throwing shit around is real dirty. No, no, it's not poor people that eats that shit in China. No, it's fucking rich people and rich people have lobbied to keep the wet markets open. They want these exotic fucking animals from all over the fucking place that you can't get anywhere else. Like poor people don't eat bat soup. (laughs) The wet bandits. God, it's been forever since I've seen that movie. What was was he like? Why'd you leave the scene running? What's our Carlin card? <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy to explain like details about things. We had we had sticky weed titties on the Friday Night Freak Show tones, but I, I, apparently some people wanted their money back because they didn't actually see a sticky weed titty. <laughs> oh shit! Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? Uh, just uh, just trying to give a, a more, I guess you'd say, nihilistic uh, sense of things. You have a nihilistic sense of things? Yeah, like, like personally, like, okay. So, with the doctor, with nurses leaving and David not being able to be born, I mean, this kind of seems like... Uh, Roe versus Wade, like all these people that might be in like poor socioeconomic standings in life uh, would just not be existing. So they can't be statistics. I mean, also, we're lucky that the, the twindemic hasn't happened yet where we have a really bad strain of influenza because um, we know that should happen. Uh, oh, that's something they're worried about this year. And that's uh, I, I skipped over it, but Moderna is actually developing a a dual COVID flu shot. That's good. Uh, but yeah, you you I, are exactly I, right. That's that's an issue that we're going to face coming up soon. I mean, like, I already posted it, but like 21 out of 23 states, Republican held, uh, are like literally double the national, more than the national average in, in deaths. And that's before you count the people that die in their house, that uh, it's, it's just, oh, it, they were just old. Or 
Um, it like is the, most the, certainly an undercount. Like, hey, You're we're, correct. We're really sad. Like, can you not put the COVID as their on their death certificates? Because you know we want to live in a fantasy land. You're, I, I absolutely believe the death count is about a million right now. I mean, we what do we got? Like thirty-four million cases. So yeah, there's definitely going to be millions of people dead in America. I mean, what is it like? Maybe seven hundred thousand, like conservatively. I, mean, we got I agree with you. Alabama, like shipping bodies out to like California in freezers, essentially. So, uh, are you happy with your state's response to COVID? Yeah, I am actually, because uh, I'm from the, the like the biggest nanny state, which is Rhode Island. No, no, no! Oh, do you? Oh, you probably don't know my thing. I I don't believe that Rhode Island exists. I've never met anybody from Rhode Island. I don't know anybody that's been to Rhode Island. So you're telling me Rhode Island is a real state? Yep. I don't. You're. Are you telling me you're sitting in Rhode Island right now? Yep. No, 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 no. I think it's something like a fucking Narnia. You got to open a passage and go through some shit to get there. Prove me wrong. Prove, prove me wrong that Rhode Island is a state. Well, I mean, we were like the second uh, to be uh, enlisted in the original 13 colonies because they're like, yo, uh, you know, William, my boy, you're too radical. You're too liberal. Get the fuck out of here. This is the Cromwell Society. See, this is what the chat's saying. Like, Rhode Island only exists in Family Guy. You cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> Apparently, Cohog is a real place. Have you ever been? Uh, no, but I imagine they do a lot of clamming. <laughs> I got completely. I'm sorry, I got completely off topic. You were calling in to talk about COVID. Do you have kids in school? No, no, I'm I'm child free. Oh, thankfully, I don't understand yeah, how those breeders I mean, do it. I mean, I don't understand how like everyone in my generation isn't like a primo act, uh, uh, primo um, anarchist. Well, I'm not an anarchist because I'm like I'm a policy wonk, right? I really, I really get into the politics. But I under like I have moved further and further to the left just because that's the policy prescription for this situation that we're in is like hard left yeah, policies. Reality has a liberal bias. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Colbert really was on the on the money there when he was imitating Bill O'Reilly, which of course the Republicans didn't understand because they can't meme. Which is why they're paying like teenagers to meme for them. But they okay. I understand the whole the right can't meme because like they don't they don't get our memes. They go over their heads, right? Yeah. And then their memes are based on their alternate reality. So we don't get their memes because you have to be conditioned to their propaganda in order to even get the fucking setup to the joke that they're making in the meme. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. Like a lot, like for example, like uh, Bill Maher is kind of right-ish, I'd imagine. And it seems like the words he's not saying are doing more than the lifting than what he's actually saying. It's like, it's like he's already like killed it. Like he's already delivered a one-liner, but like he doesn't say anything. That's actually funny. Like I think, uh, you know, Bill Maher is a great. You know, if you're if you're edgy and you're 13, I think he's great content. 
Well, he was for me when I was edgy and 13, but, like, this is, this is a different time. This is almost fucking 30 years later. Yeah, my big thing with him was uh, Religious. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed Religious, but, like, I was a big Bill Maher fan. I've actually modeled a lot of my career after Bill Maher, but, like, I don't even watch him anymore. I haven't watched him probably five years yeah. now. When I when I real as soon as I realized that he has no fucking control over his uh, panel, I'm like, this isn't a man to be respected. Well, no, that's the part that I respect was that he always had an open conversation. That was what kept me watching even after I quit being a Bill Maher fan. Was that I liked the panel that he would assemble, but like Bill well, Maher himself has become well, sanctimonious. My take on it was like he he kind of acted like Larry Wilmore. It's like he he clearly like. You know, had a had an angle, and that's like that was their shtick, but like it wasn't interesting. I liked Larry Wilmore, and I like Larry Wilmore's podcast too. Really, as a podcast, mm-hmm. I think he still does. I I haven't listened in a while. I've I have been. Um, I just remember his very short-lived uh, Comedy Central career since he was he, he was like the Blackie Weather Report for all intents and purposes. Well, he was a replacement for Colbert, right? No, I think he was he was in the when John Stewart still on the Daily Show. No, 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 no. Like uh, when Colbert left, that's when uh, Larry Wilmore got his show. He took the Colbert place, and then Trevor Noah took over for John. It, it happened at like the same time too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but like, uh, I mean, I I think John Oliver did the best. I still uh, watch John Oliver. I mean, he, he, he gets, he's, uh, he's like, he uses boomer humor, but, like, he is actually pretty uh, palatable. Like, I think, like, even, like, a, a big C conservative would probably, if they, if they, if you put uh, John Oliver in front of them, they'd probably watch it. I, I could see that. Uh, it's just getting, it is getting a right winger to consume something that's not fucking right wing, right? Yeah. So the, your best bet is, uh, as, I, as I discovered with my father, is that once uh, once you once you get them like not watching Fox in general, you, that's a pretty big step right there. Like, I mean, I think most of us have probably seen uh, uh, out Foxed. So we're like, yeah, we we know how to like kids are monitoring their parents' uh, media consumption because. As we age, we generally get simpler and, you know, more brain worms. You mentioned Outfox, which was a fantastic uh, documentary that happened, like, in the mid-2000s. But there's actually one, um, the Australian Broadcasting Company has been producing, I, I think they're on the third part. Oh, it's, uh, it's like, uh... uh it's, Is that the one that Rupert Murdoch first started? No, no, no. Rupert has the uh, Sky News or whatever the fuck the, the hard right one is. The um, their their documentary is called um, Fox and the Big Lie. I don't I don't think they they've released the fourth part yet, but it is excellent. It goes into the history of Fox News and how you know Roger Ailes played a a, a huge role coming from the Nixon administration. Jesus Christ! I mean, like he's he's more rapey than the than the uh, than the Uber for Jesus Christ. I mean, there were there because uh, I was reading. Let's see. Uh, yeah, ABC uh, is the uh, government-run channel there. Yeah. Um, 
Who is uh, who is uh, the guy that uh, wrote Lying Liars and the Lies that t- and that tell them? Al Franken, yeah. So uh, yes, um, yes, I miss Al Franken. He is a funny writer. Uh, he was a fantastic senator, and he got railroaded. And I think yeah. he should run for senator again. I think you're right because because uh, he may be like a little bit of a shit lib, but like I think he has a lot more he's a lot more palatable to the the powers that be. Whereas Joe Manchin is clearly just uh, an old mid, an old basement mitt for uh, oil. Okay, so you mentioned two shit lives, but man, that is like a, a big chasm between the two of them. I will take Al Franken any day. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm saying like we have to be like, okay, uh, we have if we're gonna do the moral majority here, we can't have anyone doing anything even remotely sexual. Whereas you know, uh, in Alabama, they have to keep Roy's uh, favorability above the teens, or else he might try and fuck it. Like that man is literally ba- uh, like uh, disallowed from multiple places in Alabama. Oh, I'm like, aware. I'm I'm miles, I'm, I'm like, sitting a few field. miles from one of the places he is fucking banned from. Yeah, and like he's he okay. This was the craziest part. And only in America, really. He fucking calls a seventeen-year-old, uh, and she's and, and like she's in trigonometry. He pulls her away from trigonometry, and he's like, "Hey, yo, you want this dick, girl?" I don't know if that was the exact quote. I don't. I don't think old man Roy Moore talked like that. Yeah, you want this dick, girl? Yeah, absurdism is kind of like my go-to deflecting humor. It's all good. It's all good. Man, it's it's, it's interesting hearing your voice on the phone versus you know on the uh, on the internet. It is compressed on the phone, isn't it? Does it does it sound yeah. all uh, all bassy and boomy? Definitely lacks a certain panache that the radio, audio media gives it. Well, I appreciate you calling in. We're gonna move on, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, dump everybody yeah, out no, to. I'm not, uh, really fun. I'm not really. I'm not really like. Oh my god! I'm gonna fuck your wife with some apple pie. And, <laughs> oh, by the way, I also burned your car. I, I, like, man, that man when he just it's like, yeah, we're gonna. It's 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 the it's the lonely island that that every vegan goes through. Well, like, so you're like, okay, well. The only natural setup then is for me just to starve to death and prove you wrong that I'm not going to eat animals because I would never be in a situation where I'm on an island and if I am, I'm definitely going to kill myself rather quickly because I'll eat a wrong mushroom or like some fucking jacked out kangaroo would just choke me underwater. Before I let you go, can you, because you brought up the dude that, you know, wanted to fuck my wife. Do you know what he was talking about? Can you explain that to me? I think he was like straw manning, really. I don't think I think that was that was it. It was just a basic straw man. Like it only it could only like work as he like put very specific modifiers to it. I th- see. I thought he was trying to tell me some sort of parable that he was like Jesusing me and he was wanting to explain some I mean, story, but like I mean, maybe, but like he did it in like the weirdest way, where like he totally want like I mean, well. Look what Republicans have done to the word cuck. Like, everything is cuck now. <laughs> yeah, your dad totally cucked your mom. Or I cucked your mom. Like, it's cuck, 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 cuck. Yeah, they, and it's, and it's, it is totally projection, right? They want to get pegged in the ass. 
And even if they don't, like, the fact, like, they're like, oh, well, you guys call everything Nazi. It's like, okay, well, you call me a socialist commie. Like, those are completely different, you know, spectrums, right? Like, we're, like, we're in America don't fucking mean anything. Like, there can be a Republican who'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I was wrong, guys. Now, apparently, women's bodies don't automatically shut down legitimate rape. Who would have funk it, right? Whenever I hear walk it back, I'm like, oh boy, time for some fucked up shit. I'm I'm sorry that, yes, I know getting pegged has nothing to do with being cucked, but it's like a power dynamic thing. These people, these people want to be helpless, is is my point. Yeah, no, learn, look for them, learn helplessness and like being oppressed. They literally think it's like Daniel and the lions in like 300, you know, before Christ. It's like the video from last week with the woman that had the scorn on her face as the dude was, was describing his grandmother dying or his grandfather dying. And she's just like, how do you have that kind of a hatred for another person? Based on bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, before, like, when I first when I first lost a major amount of respect to my father, uh, I was like, wow, I am... I'm pretty racist against, uh, you know, Latin Americans. Why? Let's stop that. Okay, good good talk, Dane. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I think uh, Samuel Langhorn Clemens said it best. The, the cure for racism is travel. It is. It is being exposed to other people. That's what, like, uh, there, there's lots of uh, quotes... About people go like the kids go to college campuses and they experience other cultures and then they come back and tell their parents yeah. are, are they're bigots they're not being indoctrinated. Yeah, it's like and the craziest um, examples are the ones that not only do they go to like say what uh, the Cato Institute, so they're they're just they're, they're basically just getting fed PragerU their entire adult life, and they're completely stunted because they're like, uh, what do you mean, uh, size plays on a thing? What? What? I never took an economics course. And then there's Republicans who are proud of getting, like, failing political science. Well, okay, so that goes back to the thing that I said earlier. Like, they exist in this ecosystem, right? Where they just, like, they only hear the same propaganda. So when they come out, they try to have an argument with you or I. They're ta- they're talking about nonsense we don't even know about. Because they're, they're like, they're regurgitating yeah, yeah. shit that they, they say in their little circles. And they'll bring yeah, up... Yeah, and, and, yeah and, and everyone in the circle just, like, instinctively knows what's up. So, like, it's just, like, one giant in-joke. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. Like, Fox, Fox goes on talking heads. Like, yeah, CNN and NBC and ABC, they also do it to a lesser extent. But, like, Fox, I mean, it's called, you can't escape it, Fox and Friends. Oh, my God. I could go for years about how much I hate Brian Kilmeade. Like, he literally said he doesn't wash his hands because he can't see Yes, her. yes, he's the one that I hate the most. Deucey is the one I'm least like, upset with. He, he very much, very uncomfortably, like hits on the only woman uh, on the on the couch. Did like, I say ecosystem? I oh, I'm sorry. I I think I mean meant ecosystem. I don't know. I got off on a on a tangent there. But just but just the fact that it, this is how easy it is to write a book for a Republican, right? Hmm. I'm feeling I want to channel some Bill O'Reilly, killing. In, I don't know. Feeling here. He has run out of people to kill with his books. Book. 
Yeah, he was. He did. He just. It, and, and and Trump's the worst ghostwriter. He gave his ghostwriter fifty percent. That's like unheard of. He's terrible at deals. Uh, I think the only one of the few people who's worse at deals than Trump is uh, Kushner. Like with that six 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 like uh, investment hole that he dropped like a million into. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Then his father, like, Trump got him out of jail, but, like, Chris Christie was the one who put him there in the first place. And uh, Trump totally fucking made uh, Christie his bitch. Well, that's true. We saw that earlier. Look at me, McDonald. Don't eat at McDonald's. It's bad for you. No, definitely don't. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't quite hear what you said there. I, I apologize. Oh, uh, that was the awkward pause. That's fine. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. oh, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dump people out at uh, Echoplex here in a few minutes because uh, it's about dinner time for me. But I appreciate you calling in. It was great talking to you. Yes, yeah, same ditto. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. You too, Justin. Now, see, I'm nice to callers unless you're a dumb fuck. I don't know what I said. Echo something. I think I did make it. I tried to make a joke about uh, dumbing everybody over with Echoplex. Because it's getting about time for producer Dave to come on if he's not already on. But first, I want to talk about this entire police department, which resigned in Missouri. Now... There's only 49 states. I will be dead and in the ground before I recognize Missouri as a state. An entire Missouri police department, including the police chief and his officers, resigned. Kimberling City Police Chief Craig Alexander. That's a, by the way, nobody has mentioned it, but that's a Simpsons joke. It's like from season two. It's like very fucking. It might even be season one. Kimberling City Police Chief Craig Alexander resigned on August 23rd. The mass resignation reportedly caught Mayor Bob Fritz of Kimberling off guard. An entire Missouri Police Department, including the police chief and his officers, resigned, leaving the city of Kimberling without immediate authority. It was from the movie? No, I don't think it was from the movie, because it was, uh... I think it's the episode where they, they, it's like the very first episode, the army dude without the arm appears in. And cause they're, they're setting up to take, cause like Nelson is bullying Bart. This is like the first or second season. And they make like a, they make like a fucking, uh, military base inside the tree house. And grandpa has taken out the, the flag and they're like, why does this flag only have 49 stars? He's like, I'll be dead in the ground till I recognize Missouri as a state. All right, we're finding this out. I'm sorry. It is one of, <laughs> it is one of the top uh, Google searches. We were both wrong. It is from season six, episode nine. And it's not from that episode where Bart is facing off with uh, Nelson. Looks like Homer's running for some kind of office. They're hanging a flag behind. Is that where he runs for the... 
runs for the like garbage man or some shit. We really got off on a tangent. <laughs> oh fuck. I'll be deep in the cold. Ah oh, fuck. I'll be deep in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. Yeah, I've been fucking it up. I haven't seen that in a while. See, Homer, what's he's running for mayor? I don't remember him running for mayor. I remember Mr. Burns running for mayor. That was a good episode. That's one where, like, Mayor Quimby is like. They put the devil horns and like they're like graphics added by Channel Five. <laughs> they put like the fucking uh, uh, fire ring around him and shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, The Simpsons is so good. I need to go back and watch them. I like. I am well. Yeah, yeah. I well. So I quit smoking cigarettes. Like. Five, six years ago. I'm amazed you can hear that in my fucking lungs over there. Your speakers are good, Adam. God damn, dude. I've still got my smoker's cough, and it probably is where I just smoke so much fucking pot. My my lungs are just covered in resin. <coughs> I don't I don't like vaping. I'm not a I'm not a um I'm not a vape kind of guy. It just doesn't hit me the same way. And just for saying that, I'm going to take a hit. Let's do some fun shit. Let's watch a stupid Fox video. And I don't think it's that long. Let's talk about critical race theory. Man, I haven't had beer in forever. I got some, uh, got some uh, apple, apple, hard apple cider not that long ago, eh, a few months ago. Uh, now I'm judging you. You should totally quit smoking. I care about your health, Adam. You should totally quit smoking cigarettes. If you need help quitting smoking cigarettes, I know how hard it is. I I spent like five years trying to quit before I actually quit. And I'm, I'm, it's, this is, this is me turning into a, 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 a vegan, but it's the anti-cigarette. Like I feel so much better now that I don't smoke. The only thing that I hate about not being a smoker anymore is that the smell of cigarette smoke makes me sick. And I hate to be like, if I've hooked up with a person and they want to have a cigarette, like, oh, let me go have a cigarette. We'll come back for round two. Like, oh, can you please not do that? Oh, please. I'm sorry. Please don't. I hate to be a dick like that. Or if I'm at a concert and it's outside and somebody's smoking, like, oh, I don't want to be a dick because I used to be a smoke. But, like, I'm literally going to throw up. But, like, it just, like, I feel so much better. I under I understand the raging. And that's probably like, I, I smoke a shit ton of fucking pot. 
I understand. But like, after three or four weeks, the rage will be gone. The cravings will be gone. I totally, totally get that. I I agree if you're if you're outdoors nowadays It's very easy to quit smoking tobacco or be has done it at least 50 times. If you're at a venue nowadays, I agree. And that's like I'm pretty sure all like even amphitheaters and shit are non-smoking. That's why I don't want to be a dick, you know? I don't want to be a narc and like you can't drink that in here. It's a no drinking policy. I don't want to narc on people. I don't want to be like, please take your internet outside. Yeah. Fucking Bill Hicks used to, you know, tell the joke like, I'd quit smoking if I didn't think I'd become one of you. He was correct. <laughs> Come on in, light up. Oh, y'all smoke up here? Well, yeah, hell's non-smoking. Look at them down there. Yeah, I looked up to Bill Hicks an awful lot. I'm What would Bill Hicks be like today? Would he have would he have gone like the route of Bill Maher and been like old crotchety fucking old man yells at cloud? I I loved the smell up until, you know, I quit. It I especially like cigars. I used to smoke cigars a lot. Well, that's the thing is like libertarian libertarians are batshit crazy yeah yeah he wouldn't be a liberal hack but would 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 he have been like Joe Rogan would he have been is that a is that a more apt comparison I'd like to think you know he would have grown into like a wise old man like Carlin Jinx I th- fucking um I always thought camel cigarettes like you you get those like the Turkish Royales or the 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 Turkish Golds like they smell amazing well, you say that now as a smoker. I'm glad you all see it that way. Cool, cool, cool. So so Hicks wouldn't have disappointed me. If he'd grown up to be like... Or grown up. <laughs> if he had, like, you know, Hunter S. Thompson. He died in what, 2005? 2004? Hunter S. Thompson never turned into an asshole. Hunter S. Thompson was very much on the money up until the day he died. And I'd like to think that Bill Bill Hicks would have been the same way. Oh yeah, it was so weird. Last time I went to jail. And it was for nothing, guys. It's not an interesting story. It was like my last year of college. I was I had a friend who I didn't feel safe letting her drive. I had a suspended license for for no insurance and I I didn't pay the ticket because I was in college and I didn't have the fucking money. And she she had been like chugging codeine cough syrup, smoked a shit ton of weed, drank a couple of beers. 
I didn't feel safe with her driving. I got pulled over. I told the dude straight up everything, like, hey, I'm a senior in college. I don't have a license. It's suspended for no insurance. I was at the bar with her. We do we're, do comedy, stand-up comedy. That's, we're both comedians. We were driving back from a gig. I didn't feel comfortable with her state of mind. They gave her a sobriety test. She fucking passed it. She went fucking on, followed us to the fucking jail. I'm not saying I didn't have a swig of recoding cough syrup that night. I'm pretty sure I did. But I didn't have near as... Because, like, she went up on stage and was, like, chugging it like she was drinking a drink while she was on stage. Like, because that, that was what she used to do. Like, she never had, like, um, set routines. She would just go up on stage and rant and tell stories and shit. Like, she never knew what she was going to do until she got up there. I've told her to fucking stream. I'm like, you would do fantastic at streaming. I met her uh, at a show one time. She went up after me. I'd just done my set, and I did I, I did all right. And I sit down, and she goes up and tells this story about how she's sucking off two dudes in a Dairy Queen bathroom, and there's shit and cum all over the walls. And I'm like, wow, this is my kind of girl. <laughs> and I followed her outside. Well, I was still a smoker then. I smoked a cigarette with her. And that's how I met my friend. Who I think should stream because she's got all kinds of fucking interesting stories like that. About sucking off two dudes and a Dairy Queen with shit and gum all over the walls. Cocaine spiked, like, uh, purple drink with cocaine in it. I, I was telling my story. I missed what you guys are talking about. You're on something else. Ah, yeah, yeah. Verbal drink is good. I like that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't mix your uppers and the downers. That's I'm pretty sure that's how my dad died. But speedballing was his favorite goddamn thing. That motherfucker loved that shit. I have never seen him. I don't want to call it happy because I don't think it was happy. I've never seen him more content, though, than when he was speedballing. <laughs> I asked my brother, I'm like, no, really, how, how do you think my dad died? And he's like, I, I think he was speedballing. I was like, well, at least he's doing what he loved. <laughs> oh, God. I shouldn't be laughing about this shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's laugh at the let's laugh at Fox News. I've ne- you know I've never speedballed. I fucking kills everybody. I'm I am very I'm the guy. I am the guy that you you do stuff with, and I'm always I'm gonna make sure that you're hydrated, that you're you're feeling right, that you're like I'm always I'm I am the like shepherd of the group that's doing the drugs. Gonna make sure you get the correct dosage. Like we're gonna start you off on this dose and then you move up to this dose. If you like, you know, you're feeling like this in an hour, we can give you a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. 
But I've never, I've never, I've never felt the need to speedball. Well, first, of, first of all, I don't really do uppers because pfft, I'm high as fuck right now, and I'm still full of fucking energy. But like uppers has never been appealing to me. You pretty much give me uppers, and I'm just gonna like want to play with my dick. That's all. That's all that happens. I just I I like hallucinogens. That's my thing. And you can't find them around here. Oh my god, you can't find them around here. You ask somebody like, "Oh, you got something hard?" and they're like, "Yeah, what you need?" and I'm like, "Well, you need some acid, some some shrooms." Oh, no, I just got meth. I don't know, guys. Look outside and see if the four horsemen of the apocalypse are riding by. Look at that, or I got like a big-ass plane flying over top of me. I, I just, I'm close to an air... It's just weird for me to hear it through my headphones. It's actually picking up like through my mic. I mean, you guys probably aren't hearing it because of the noise gate. But, like, I'm hearing it rumble, and it's it's kind of freaking me out. I don't know, guys. I don't, something's going to happen to me. You guys giving out drug recipes in the chat. Naughty, naughty. Seriously, I don't know what the fuck is going on outside. It could be the rapture. If you go to work tomorrow and there's no Christians, that's what happened. Ooh, ooh, fucking Adderall. I do not endorse any of the things you guys are talking about. Also, don't endorse Fox News. Let's listen to this dumbass. Virginia teachers are upset over critical race theory, apparently. We've seen multiple things go down at board meetings in this Loudoun County, Virginia. I'm going to assume it's probably like a rich fucking suburb of D.C. County, Virginia are joining a lawsuit against the district's transgender policies. This suit coming after P.E. teacher Tanner Cross was ousted for saying this back in May. Listen, I love all of my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I'm a teacher, but I serve God first. And I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa because. How did I know that? How did I know that? How did I guess that it was a fucking rich suburb of D.C.? It's against my religion. It's lying to a child. 
Fight for Schools executive director and former DOJ official Ian Pryor joins me live to discuss. Ian, great to see you. As always, here is the teacher's argument, the ones that want to join this suit. Quote, they would be forced to communicate a message they believe is false. A truly tolerant society can permit such differences and accommodate all views, and so can a school district. Ian, why does the school district insist it cannot accommodate the views of these teachers? So the Alliance Defending Freedom wants to get teachers fired for teaching a curriculum. Does anybody see the problem with that? Well, because ultimately you have a, a school board that, that refuses to value the, the input of really all the community and a majority of the community. Look, we're not talking about a policy here that prevents discrimination or prevents bullying or things that absolutely everyone agrees with. Those policies are already on the books. This is an accommodation, an accommodation that really only applies to a small group of people. And it, you know, on the other side of the ledger. Yes, yes, they are only a small group of people. And that is why it is so very important for us to not let them fall through the cracks. There's not enough of them to be politically active. That's why they need allies. A majority of we're not to be politically active, but be com- politically salient. Whether it's um, you know compelled speech, as we've seen from the Sixth Circuit, or it's the safety of their children or the modesty of their children. The bottom line is the Loudoun County School Board, as we've seen over and over again, despite hundreds of parents going there and, say- and speaking out against this policy, refuses to listen to its community. And I commend these teachers for stepping up to the plate. Let's pop and, and because like because it's a small group, they know they're not going to face backlash and they can play to the bigots that's one of the reasons why it's so important to stand up for trans rights see on the screen for the viewer staff must use students preferred pronouns and undergo lgbtq plus training trans students can play sports corresponding to gender identity trans students can use bathrooms corresponding to gender identity in the first minute and a half of this segment ian we've both referenced the parents and the school board parents and school board doesn't sound controversial to me kids think about this because ultimately at the end of the day education's about the kids. I am going to guarantee you that the kids are on the trans student side. Guarantee. Now are there going to be handfuls, pockets of fucking idiot ass kids that have been indoctrinated by their parents to hate other people? Yes. But the majority of the children are going to be on the side of the trans students. Promise you. Kids, right? Yeah, that's right. And you know, the parents that are speaking, they're speaking for their kids. I mean, there are plenty of you know, girls, teenagers, middle schoolers that are not comfortable sharing bathrooms in this way. Uh, you know, it's interesting because in the regulation, they talk about overnight field trips. So in the overnight field trips, you know, a, a biological boy would be able to stay in a room with girls. Now, you cannot separate that biological boy into a separate room. But if a so? girl feels uncomfortable in that situation, guess what? That girl then mm-hmm. has to go stay in a separate room by herself. This is exactly what we're talking about. You're creating All right, good. Okay. For the she gets her own room. So? So? What? Making it difficult for them and then impacting their rights. There are ways to do this where you can respect people's First Amendment rights. Right. And I think parents were pleading with the school board to, hey, slow this down. Let's figure out a way that you could do this while not impacting our rights and our children's rights and the right to you know make parental choices. Right. But the school board... Sounds like sounds exactly like the argument that they used against desegregation. Hey, let's slow this down so you don't impact our rights. That's exactly what it sounds like. 
other than two, two individuals just didn't want to hear it. We reached out to the Loudoun County Public Schools for a statement, but have not yet heard back. If we do, we'll let you know. Ian Pryor, as always, thank you. Thank you. Fuck. Bigots? Talk about some more bigots. We're reading from Pink News here, but I've seen right-wing outlets because I wanted to go get something that wasn't from a right-wing outlet because they have been nasty. Trailblazing trans fighter claps back at nasty messages from transphobic trolls after MMA debut win. Trailblazing trans fighter Alana McLaughlin. McLaughlin? McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Alana McLaughlin has responded to transphobes after uh, leaving her nasty messages after her MMA debut win. McLaughlin won her MMA debut fight. Was this on the fucking card? No, it was on Friday. Won her MMA debut against Francis Celine Provost on Friday. Provost landed multiple punches in the first round before McClaughlin. 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 God, I don't even remember how I said it the first time. Alana McLaughlin. Alana McLaughlin secured her first win after using a rear naked choke in the second round of the epic match. And she was declared the victor of the match. McLaughlin wore a shirt emblazoned with the phrase end trans genocide in the colors of the trans flag. She is just the second trans woman to fight in MMA after Fallon Fox, who came out publicly in an OutSports article in 2013, uh, McLaughlin uh, posted a picture of herself on Instagram proudly wearing the bruises from her hard-fought victory before opening up about the transphobic hate she has received since her match against Provost. I'm getting a lot of variations of the same nasty message, calling me a cheater like I didn't just get beat on, uh, like I didn't just get beat on for a round and a half. Y'all need to show Celine Provost some respect and take your concern trolling somewhere else. Oh, fucking smacked her down. Or smacked them down. She explained that Provost almost finished me more than once and that the other fighter definitely won that first round on the scorecards. McLaughlin then declared this would be the only post she would make addressing transphobic comments about the match. Transphobes are just making my block hand stronger. In a pre-fight interview with The Guardian, Provost said she was unconcerned about her upcoming fight against McLaughlin. She also spoke out in support of her match rival, saying trans inclusion is a positive thing for MMA. Also speaking to The Guardian, Alana McLaughlin recalled growing up queer while facing vitriolic hate from her fanatically religious family. God damn. South Carolina native recalled a horrific phone call she had with her mother while in her dorm room at Winthrop University in 2003. She told the Guardian the conversation came after over a decade of McLaughlin attending every conversion program that her parents required. Oh, fuck. She got put through those conversion programs. That's torture. Oh. So, congratulations on your win. You are a badass. All right, we're going to finish with another sports story tonight. But it's also an animal video. And this one, I'm going to put up the content warning because an animal could have been harmed. I don't believe they were harmed. 
This is wild video. Let me let me get the the setup. This happened in Miami on Saturday night. It was a Miami football game. A cat gets one of its paws caught on a flag. Uh, first of all, I'm amazed that there is a cat in a stadium. But the poor baby was probably scared as shit and was trying to find its way back out. I don't how it got in there to begin with. But like, if you're listening to the podcast right now, it is dangling from a balcony. It's a fucking, what, 20, 25 foot fall? It's got its paw stuck on a on a banner. So I believe they've got like a flag under it in case it falls. Cat ate him up there. Cat was like, put me the fuck down. Put me the fuck down. <laughs> I don't know. These, these motherfuckers are, act, are acting like they've never met a cat before. I, I still can't fuck. I cannot believe this video. It looks like it has a collar on too. It's somebody's pet. I'm I'm sure it's it was freaked before it ever got to where it's hanging. Yeah, the loud noise and holding him up like Simba and shit that freaked him the fuck out, and that's why he's gonna scratch the shit out of you, dude. Not saying you deserved it, but like you should, you should know. Like a cat's in. The, see that dude's like, oh, I was just trying to pet you, buddy. Like the cat don't know no better. The cat is freaked the fuck out right there. All right, if you are watching on Twitch, historian Matt and producer Dave on with the Plex. I'm gonna send you over to Echo Plex Media. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.